Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome, or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church Podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. Let's, um, let's just pray quickly. So God, we just, we just come before you. We pray you would inspire us and you'd lead us. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. As, um, as we were saying before, we had a, a baby born in our, in our um, church this week. This is Lottie Mutawai Zwadek. Um, so, you know, kind of, I guess that's a, an old English name, obviously a Maori name. And a very Dutch name. The Zwadek is an area. Zwadek is an area in, in Holland, where the family comes from. And um, it's a wonderful thing, isn't it, to welcome into uh, your community a new baby along the way. Um, and so to Caleb and Joanna, who may watch this today um, from hospital and things like that, we wanna we wanna welcome you. Need to look down the barrel of the camera to do that. We want to welcome you and Lottie into our family. I was also attracted this week to a couple of, you know, on Facebook you get the um, birthday uh, notifications. Well, a couple of people in our church had birthdays, probably more than that, but a couple that I noticed. One was Rupert, who's our youth pastor, was playing guitar here today. And another one, uh, another person was Trishy, uh, Trish De Silva, um, and her birthday was uh, two days away from Rupert, and they are 50 years apart in age. So you can work out what that might mean. I actually, I was hoping, I can't see Trishy, so I was going to ask her if I could say that, but now I've done it anyway. So hopefully she's not watching if she doesn't like that, so, you know, belated birthday. That was sort of just, a, I was kind of aware of that today. And I, I think it's fair to say that Lottie and Rupert and Trish are in very different phases of their lives. Can you, can you agree with that? I, I, I think that's probably right. Each of them with their joys and each of them with their concerns, each of them with things happening that, you know, kind of um, pertain, you know, to the past, to the, to the future and all of those things, as are the rest of us. And as David shared, looking out, different ages, and welcome everybody from Sikhus. And it's a, such a pleasure. I don't know whether your heart sinks and you say, oh, no, I think I can see one sunken heart there. We're not going out with Rupert, we're staying in with her. It is a great pleasure to have you in if you are an intermediate and early high schooler today. It is just so lovely. But different ages, different stages of life, different pasts and different futures, all of us in our own way discovering, and I think importantly, rediscovering faith and, and relationship with God for new seasons and for our future. And we're that sort of church, a nine-decade church. It's just a fantastic thing to be. And I've been thinking about these things as I've, I've pondered today's message, faith for a fifth decade. How do you do this thing day after day? But not only day after day, week after week and month after month and year after year and, oh my goodness, decade after decade, you know, God willing. How do you do this thing? How do you always stay on top of the mountain, for example? 
This is my last um, Instagram post. It was in January. I always laugh at people who friend me on Instagram and think that I'm just going to be very disappointing to them. So it's like, so there you go. A lot's happened between then, hasn't it? Sort of about the first week in January. Out to a great barrier and um, what, a, what a thing it was. How do you do this thing which is full of 2,000 steps up a mountain only to go down the mountain and, and that sort of thing? How do you negotiate those things? For me, I realize I'm entering soon my fifth decade of faith. I, I still have this vivid memory of the day that I met Jesus in a personal way for the first time. And um, it was in the newsroom of the Auckland Star newspaper, and it was the thing that I remember that's still so pertinent to me today and vibrant is the lifting of something, a burden off my shoulders when I met Jesus. It still just um, tingles down my spine. You know, it's a palpable thing. But as I approach, you know, kind of... Um, a fifth decade of faith, I find myself confident and expectant. And today I want to share something maybe of, of what I sense of God's promise of taking me, as it says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, from glory to glory, or, or as the message says, that I will gradually, and you will gradually become brighter and, and more beautiful as God enters my life and your life and you and I maybe together and maybe as individuals become more like him. And I have an anticipation for that that I can't quite, you know, kind of set aside. And I want to share a bit today. I, I love the, the slide that Briar chose to promote our um, services today. So tonight, Calvin, um, who uh, is our um, former associate pastor, he'll be speaking tonight and he's going to be talking on self-worth and how do you know that you're loved. For me, I was sort of talking more this morning, how can you know that you're going to continue to love Jesus going forward? And I, I love the sort of sense of the journey because the more I think about it, the more I've realized after nearly four decades, this is a journey. It's definitely a journey. Some would call it a pilgrimage, a word that I'm increasingly comfortable with, that God would take us on something of a pilgrimage. Because in places it's easy and in places, it's hard, and you're never quite sure where it's going to be easy and where it's going to be hard. And in places, there are people on the path ahead of you, which you may or may not be able to see just at the top of the path there. And in places, you just feel alone and lonely. I don't know if you've ever, well, you have, of course, you've experienced that. In places, the weather's great, and you kind of, you can walk in jandals and shorts. And in places, you better have packed your blizzard gear because it's going to set in on you along the way. In places, it seems like you've made it. And in places, it seems like every time you crest another hill, there are two more hills just ahead of you, and you've got to go there. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. In places, it feels like this is just all you'd ever want to do in your life, and in places, it's hard to get up and face another day. And all we will have people who are in every phase of that. It's a long walk. It's a long walk in which we will often be tempted to stop, often perhaps be tempted to falter, to turn back even, um, maybe just to give up along the way. We will encounter in ourselves sin, cynicism, a sense of having over-promised and under-delivered. I thought God was better than this. Each and every one of us are going to experience this at some stage over the course of our lives. And so as I look to my fifth decade, with a sense, I think, in my own heart, I don't know whether you can claim this for yourself, but with a sense of health, with a sense of excitement, I thought I'd just share some things that are going on for me, and I hope these can be applicable to you. And if they're not applicable to you, I, I want to at least lay a foundation that you might even ask the question is what is going to sustain me in my 
next decade of my, my um, faith and life going forward. And so, the, so one of the things that I've, that I've really learned over recent times is the importance of building on foundations. I'm a, I'm a, a, I'm a pretty basic eater, um, and I was raised on meat and three veg. Um, and for the first 20 years of my life, my mother was the best cook bar none in the whole world because meat and three veg is where, you know, a potato or a boy, that's, that's kind of, that's what you eat, you know, kind of thing. This is what we do. And then I met Fran. And you can imagine Fran is not a meat and three veg type of person, just different, different. Fran, incidentally, is um, preaching today at Maharangi Vineyard, so she's up north, so shoot up a prayer. She's probably um, um, speaking at the moment. And, um, you know, but for all my life, my mother's very old now, she's 92, but for all my life, I've always wanted to, you know, on my birthday or something, I say, Mum, can you make me a roast? You know, kind of roast lamb and three veggies. But I would never want to eat like that all the time anymore. It's the foundation of my life, but I love what Fran's brought to my table and now what I'm able to produce to my table. As a Christian, I'm a meat and three veg Christian. So the, the message you will have heard if you've been in our congregation for any length of time, more than anything, will be foundations. And so I've worked, I lived for four decades on four foundations. I hope I can remember them. Um, and, and, you know, you know I wonder which were they, where, the, where they were. The scriptures, church, generosity, and saying yes, those are my four foundations. And I love them, and I, I live in them, and I want to go back to them time and time and time again. But we don't live in our foundations, do we? We live on our foundations. Those foundations give us the opportunity. Um, and a major question that we're going to have to face as we live out our Christian lives is, um, why doesn't it feel like it used to? Because over the course of this pilgrimage, there are going to be times where it doesn't feel like it used to. Why doesn't it feel like it was so, when I was so full of optimism and hope and expectation along the way? And I guess my experience and what I've loved to explore, uh, uh, that, it, that we're better to ask in the process of it, of what's the next invitation of God to build on the foundations that we have so secure in our lives and to explore some of those things. And so a great question to be asking is, do I have any foundations? And how am I building on those foundations at the moment? So uh, Hebrews 6 says, So come on, let's leave preschool finger-painting exercises on Christ and get on with the grand work of art, growing up in Christ. The basic foundational truths are in place, but there's so much more. Let's get on with it. There's so much that God wants yet to introduce me to, and I, I think it's going to be a wonderful thing. I am loving at the moment the exploration of questions that I can't answer. I am a modern thinker. That's the, that's the age that I am. I am a, I am a, a, a Myers-Briggs T. You know, I'm a, I'm a thinking person. But I am loving having questions that I don't know answers to. Out of, I hope, firm foundations. And it gives me life in those things. So, so building on foundations, I think, is going to be a really important thing for us. Another thing I think is really important is pursuing relationship over knowledge. Relationship over knowledge is a really important thing. I've told the story too many times to say it again um, for the sake of those who have heard it, but I had this encounter with Jesus in the first chapter of the Gospel of John. It was nearly 10 years ago. It was 2011. And I was on a retreat, and I'd read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and I, I just, it's terrible to say, isn't it? I just felt disappointed with them. It's like because I'd heard it all before. And then I met Jesus in 
the first chapter of the Gospel of John. It was this incredible experience that I still feel like I'm outworking and discovering. Amazing thing. Why do we talk about community and connection so much as we've so emphasized throughout this whole year so far? It's so that we can be in relationship with each other because Lottie needs Rupert and Rupert needs Trish and Trish needs me or any sort of vice versa that we can do in there. Relationship really matters and relationship is something that we have to work on and build on and it involves, you know, having coffee and lunch and staying behind and meeting and, you know, kind of knowing each other's names, all of those sorts of things. Relationship is a really important thing. The Bible talks a lot about relationship with God. It talks about the relationships of husbands and wife in relation to to our relationship with God, friends, lovers, all of these sorts of things. And we know that all of those human relationships are sparked and they grow because of investment into them. Relationship is important. I, I wonder whether sometimes on the trail when we struggle, it's because we've settled for acquaintanceship with Jesus, not relationship with Jesus. You know, we know a fair bit about him, but relationship is something that will take us through difficult times and into easy times along the way. I think it's a really important thing that we sort of discover along the way. So, so pursuing a relationship, not just knowledge. Is knowledge bad? Of course it's not bad. Knowledge is really important. But it's relationship with Jesus that we're invited to. A third thought is the importance, I think, of embracing the shadows. I think, um, you know, so often we have the sense that God has left us when times are difficult. And I, I guess my experience really over, you know, the last decade, which in the context of four decades is quite recent history, over the last decade is experiencing and knowing God is with me in the shadows is a massive, massive thing that's been important to me. I, um, I really like Brueggemann's idea of orientation to disorientation to new orientation. I really love that sort of sense of, you know, kind of when, I, when, the, when the weight lifted off me, in the Auckland Star newsroom, and it was like, you know, kind of I'd never, I'd never feel weight again. That was an orientation that God brought. It was actually a new orientation, but it was an orientation for the sailors. When the weight returned, as it did or does at various times, all of a sudden you're in disorientation. I thought God loved me. I thought God had taken the weight off, but I feel the weight on. And what we try, tend to try and do is we go back to our original orientation. If only I could get back there, it would be just so fantastic if I could get back there. I think a great truth and a great thing to explore is to say, in my disorientation, God is going to take me to a new orientation. It is amazing, that process. It helps you handle disorientation completely differently, and it gives you an expectation looking forward. So uh, you, you may not remember anything else, but those words are so easy that you may well remember that. I think it's really worthwhile. And then and then finally for today, um, I want to be, and I, and I am so optimistic of trusting God that the best is still ahead. Some of you will know, many of you will know that when I did my master's, I wrote my thesis and it was called Letters to a Young Leader. And it was as a sort of a late 40s um, uh, leader. Um, I think I was 48 when I started it and I wrote it to Calvin, who I've mentioned, who's speaking tonight, who was 24, sort of half my age, blah, 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 blah. And um, he was a leader in our church. And so I wrote my, what I thought was my best stuff, you see. And I ended that, and I read this today. I sent it to Tim, our new associate pastor. So like, if you want to know me, have a read of this sort of thing um, along the way. And um, 
I, I still read it today, and I think, yeah, that, I, I'm really proud of what I wrote and, and how it came out and stuff, apart from the last page. And this is how I start the last page. After finishing this manuscript, editing, proofreading, and making corrections, I took the completed pages and triumphantly marched into my lounge, threw them on the table, and told my wife, Fran, there, finished. I can die now. It's like, there you go. She didn't really appreciate the sentiment, but it does feel like I finished my life's work. If my professor or publisher insists on me producing anything more to flesh it out, I'm going to be scrambling for ideas. And if this book is published and someone suggests a sequel, I don't think there is anything substantial left to tell. It's kind of like I know everything at the age of 48. And now I'm 58, so sort of thing. So it's been a wasted 10 years, hasn't it? Sort of since then. You had my best 10 years ago. You should have been here. It was great. But I reflect back on my last 10 years, and I'm in the middle of this program, trained to be a spiritual director and a, and a um, supervisor. And, um, and, and I'm in the second, uh, second half of the second year now. And, the, you know, the reason that I'm doing it is not so much because it's a, a program that Fran runs, and it's just been a great pleasure that, not so much that I'm wanting to do professional development as a pastor, which has been fantastic for that. But it's because of this thing that said it's a formation program. And I am here after 40 years, and I'm being formed, and I'm submitting myself to being formed, and I'm loving it. I am loving being formed into someone who is moving closer to Jesus, coming, meeting him in new ways, building on foundations, growing in different ways. And I, I hope, I dearly hope that as a pastor and a leader, that can be at least somewhat infectious. That if my, my original pastor used to say, if you've been in church for five years, you've seen, heard, done it all. And I just think it's just so wrong. There is so much of this life of faith that Jesus yet wants us to introduce, be to introduced to. And as I enter my fifth decade, and I hope as you enter your second decade or second year or something like that, that you too will have a sense that indeed God is good, that God is with you, and God is leading you into other areas. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast.